Thank you for joining us for today's show. You can follow us on Facebook or visit our website at BeatitudesChurch.org. Beatitudes Radio, empowering people to enrich society. I thought to begin this sermon on Ecclesiastes 9.5 that we will play a little game. And we are going to play the game Name That Tune. Now, I do not want you to verbalize the name of the song. But as you hear the name of the, the, as you hear this song being played, ask yourself two questions. Who was the original performer that sang this song and recorded it? And number two, what is the name of the song? And so, with that in mind, listen carefully. Okay, we're going to keep it playing, and while it's playing, how many of you know the name of the song? Raise your hand. All right, keep listening. How many of you know the name of the person who originally recorded this song? Raise your hand. Not as many. So, thank you, Andrea, for doing that for us. Patty Page was the original performer. You'll see her picture up on the screen. In 1950, she recorded this song. It moved up to number three on the charts. At that time, throughout the 1950s, it was the third most profitable song that had been recorded in the 1950s. Patty Page went on in her lifetime to sell 100 million records. And yet, seven decades later, the majority of people do not recognize that name. They might recognize the song. So here is a person who made a major impact upon society at large while she, while she was here on this earth. But now we, here we are some 70 years later from the time that she recorded this song, and 99.99% of individuals in our society do not know who she was. Think about that. To have that much fame in life, and then you die, and then after you die, one, two, and if you're lucky, maybe three generations will remember you, and then you will be forgotten. Ecclesiastes was right. The writer of Ecclesiastes, who many people name Koheleth, 
In Ecclesiastes 9.5, again, it says, for the living know that they will die. And if you don't know that, surprise. For the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing. They have no more reward, no more royalties from their music coming their way. But now listen to the last phrase, for the memory of them is forgotten. Look at our big window here. Look at this great window. Throughout the window, you will see images of different individuals. You may not recognize them, and that's why we have a little booklet at the back of the pew for you to be able to look at and see who they are. Now, if all we did was just give you names you might be able to recognize a few of them. But who they were, what difference they made in our world, that might even be less of them. And that's why in the booklet, we give you a description of what they did, what they are known for. We do that to jog your memory or to inform you for the first time. But... Despite all of their deeds, the vast majority of them are not known by the majority of Americans. They made a huge impact upon our world, and now they're gone. And the majority of them are forgotten. How many of you remember your great great-grandfather. Do you remember his name? Many individuals trace their lineage on these trees. What I find fascinating is when you look at those on the tree, there's those different branches that come out in, is the name of the person. In my family tree, I never met neither one of my grandfathers. As a child, I remember once meeting my paternal grandmother. The only one that I truly knew was my maternal grandmother. But when it came to even my great-grandparents, I don't know. I don't even know their names. And yet my very existence, the reason I'm here today, is because of them. And they are forgotten. The reality is that each and every one of us, in time, will be forgotten. There was an individual by the name of Bansky who is a graffiti artist, and he says the following. They say you die twice. One time when you stop breathing, and a second time a bit later on when somebody says your name for the last time. Think about that. When someone says your name for the last time. Today, 
we are recognizing all saints. It's a day where the Catholic Church and many Protestant churches stop and recognize the saints of the church. I looked up the history of all saints, and one of the things that was fascinating to me, it says that they, we celebrate all the saints remembered and forgotten. I think the majority of them are forgotten. We might remember a few of them, St. Francis, Saints Assisi, or Francis of Assisi, um, but beyond one, two, three, how many saints do we really know? So in Protestant circles, what we've done is we've expanded that to conclude those individuals in our lives who have died, friends or family. And it is this day that we pause and recognize their life. If you do choose to go over to the columbarium, it will be fascinating to find out how many of those individuals you actually knew. Some of them, you might recognize the name, and that's it. The one thing I do not like about All Saints Sunday is by remembering those who have died, I remember the reality that someday I'm going to die. I hope it's not today, but none of us are guaranteed. But once you die, the clock starts ticking. And how quickly we are forgotten when it comes to facing our own immortality, it is a subject that the majority of us would prefer to avoid. There's such, so much mystery and mystique and fear around death. And to come to church on a Sunday where hopefully you'll feel better after you leave and have a great week, to have someone talk to you about your own death is probably not something you chose this morning. But when we are faced with our death, many of us try to find a slice of immortality. And so we turn to being remembered. It might be our achievements, our accomplishments, our creativity, our wealth. Something, perhaps even a book, record an album. But even that doesn't guarantee that you're going to be remembered. More than likely, you will be forgotten. And the day will come when a person here on this earth will say for the last time your name. Amen. Now, what would you think if I had actually ended the sermon right then? What a downer, right? 
But what's, I mean, isn't, you hear that, and, and honestly, what I'm sharing with you is very true. But isn't, then, doesn't it make you feel like life is futile? Like, why, why do these things? Why live a life? What is the purpose of life? And that is why the original writer of Ecclesiastes penned these words. He was wrestling with this very issue. Thousands of years ago, the same challenges that we face when we face our own impending death is the same problem that this individual faced thousands of years ago. And even though this book that is in our Bibles, in the Jewish, the Hebrew Bible, even though it's there, we don't even know for sure who wrote it. It's all conjecture. But what the writer did tell us was that even though with our impending death, especially because of our impending death, the writer says, enjoy life. Think about it. Think about all the organisms that have existed on our planet since the beginning and the conception of a life, a life form. All the billions of organisms that have existed and all the organisms that will exist after us. The reality is that the organisms exist that exist right now, we are one of them. We need each other. This is all we got. Not only do we need to others that are of our same species, we need all species of life. And this is all we got. And so, while our accomplishments may not be remembered, they may not last, there is something that will. Your actions and your words. I ask you to use your imaginations right now. Picture yourself standing beside a lake. And you reach down and you find a rock and you throw it out. And it plops in the water. And immediately, ripple effects begin to take place. The ripples expand and they move out. Today, your actions and your words are like that rock landing in the water. It will have a ripple effect in ways perhaps that you will never be aware of them. And some of your words and actions, they will slowly fade and dissipate and go away. But none of us will know. 
the consequences, the full consequences of those words and those actions. Some of them may go on and on for perpetuity. Some of them, instead of dissipating, may actually grow. That is why today and tomorrow, if it comes for you and I, is so important. That is why your actions, your words, done and out of haste or out of anger or frustration, or done out of joy and happiness and love, no matter what, they are having an impact. And yes, you will be forgotten. But the impact of your actions and your words may exist into perpetuity. Perhaps a word of kindness is all that one person needs to shift and change their life in a direction that will radically transform who they are. There was a movie that came out quite a few decades ago entitled Meet Joe Black. One of my favorite actors is the star in that movie, Anthony Hopkins. And then there's this young newcomer, I think his name is Brad Pitt. The setting is Bill, who it plays played by Anthony Hopkins, has an encounter with death. And death takes a bodily form. Bill introduces him to the rest of his family as, this is Joe Black. Anthony Hopkins realizes that the reason death is there is because he's there for him. And as the movie continues to develop, you can see Anthony Hopkins' character slowly coming to terms with his own mortality and, and a pending death. For his 65th birthday, he throws a huge gala. And then he comes forward in front of all of his guests and he speaks these words. Listen carefully. I thought I was going to sneak away tonight. What a glorious night. Every face I see is a memory. It may not be a perfectly perfect memory. Uh, sometimes we had our ups and downs. But we're all together. You're mine for a night. 
And I'm going to break precedent and tell you my one candle wish. That you would have a life as lucky as mine. Where you can wake up one morning and say, I don't want anything more. 65 years. Don't they go by in a blink? To wake up one morning and to be able to say, I don't want any more. This is a person who has come to terms with his own mortality and the reality that surrounds that. It's a person who has found a sense of peace. But we don't have to wait until we're on our deathbeds to experience that. In Ecclesiastes chapter 9, just five verses after the verse we read, the writer says the following, Whatever your hands find to do, do it with your might. For there is no work or thought or knowledge or wisdom in Sheol, which is the place that the Jews saw as the place of the dead. For there is no work or thought or knowledge or wisdom in Sheol to which you are going. So whatever you do, whatever your hands find to do, do it with your might. You're going to be forgotten. And it doesn't matter if you know that your death is very soon or if you have no idea when your death may come. The reason it doesn't matter is because what you are doing right now, how you're living your life right now, your actions, your words are making a difference. So, whatever lies before you, whatever your hand finds to do, do it. Do it with all your might. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's show. You can help us to continue this program by making your donations at BeatitudesChurch.org backslash online dash giving. Beatitudes Radio, empowering people to enrich society.